Hello, hello, and welcome to Quarantine Podcast, Episode 2 of Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocho, otherwise known as Social Distance Dave, and with me, as always, very far away, is Sam Grezis. Yeah, we're keeping the uh, the uh, CDC recommended length of, uh, what, like 2,300 miles uh, away from each other, so we are probably safe. Honestly... All the all these years that we've never actually met each other in real life, we were just training for this moment. That's true. It's very, very we've cre- true. We've created an extreme online friendship mm-hmm. that is based entirely on not actually looking the other person in the eye. It's very true. I barely know what Sam looks like when he talks because I don't yep. even watch videos of him talking. We talk to each other through calls, not video. Yep. Same here. Same here. I like... When when Dave is talking, I kind of the thing that I imagine in my head is his like just no mouth moving, just the Skype his Skype uh, profile picture just leaking sound. Sam is just a waveform. Yep, that's all he is. Yep, I'm not sure he actually exists. I think he exists, but he may just be a waveform that occasionally talks to me, mm-hmm. and I don't know anything else. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we are back in more quarantine. I assume we're going to be under quarantine for some time yeah, now. We'll be here for for a little bit longer. Little and bit longer, uh, yeah. hope everybody's staying good, staying staying safe, staying mm-hmm. far apart from each other. Yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get through this. Just stay safe and stay sane. Stay safe, stay sane. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff to binge on TV right now. There, there, I, we started dude, watching really that is. Tiger King thing that everybody's on about Tiger today. King? I don't even know and what that it is. is. Oh, it's on Netflix. I kept hearing people mention it. It is wild. It is. Everybody's talking about it. You should 100% watch it because it lives up to the hype. It's is it a new, basically. Is it a new? It's release? a new thing. It's like a docu series that came out like earlier this week. I see. It's a basically about a. Uh, like a bunch of dudes who own big cats and how they all kind of hate each other. Okay. And they're all ridiculous monster people. Uh And it's fantastic. Okay. I'm not even all the way done yet. It's just so absurd. Cool. Thoroughly recommended. So there wasn't a ton of football news this week. We did just uh, get confirmation. I saw this on Twitter that the draft is currently still scheduled to go ahead as planned on April 23rd. Well, right. But like, what does, I mean, I, I saw that, but I didn't dig into that. What does as planned mean? I like probably still have the ceremony. I guess they're kind of banking that we're going to be past the worst of it by then. That's Oh man. That's, that's just a bad, I think that's a bad bet. That's honestly. a bad, that is a bad bet. I think April is going to be entirely fucked up. Yeah. And I, we're not going to, and we're not going to be through the worst of it until summer. Right. I was going to say, I think May, May, June would be in, in my estimation, like mid May would be a, pretty optimistic thing of like you know when well so mid-april probably shelter in place maybe like late april maybe shelter in place gets lifted yeah um social probably social distancing until like may june and then then assuming we're not completely fucked uh other things can start to maybe get back 
Honestly, what I think is going to happen is we're going to have another two weeks of this situation just getting worse, and then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe we should just cancel it because it's not going to be cleared up by then. See, see that's my thing, and that's, that, that's exactly what happened, oddly enough, with the um, uh, uh, Olympics. They made an announcement um, – god, when was it? They made an announcement – uh, like two weeks ago, not two weeks ago, two, two like days ago that was like, yeah, we're going to wait until April to, to make any decision. And then, yeah, two days later they were like, oh, actually, yeah, we're just gonna better safe than sorry. We're going to postpone it a year. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just seems, it seems like to not even not even planning for some sort of remote thing is a misstep at least at this point right just to have a contingency plan in case yeah. your your ver- your insanely optimistic vision of the future does not come to pass like why why not at least be ready for that right mhm they they need to have a backup plan in place. They for re- this. they really do. Even if the date, like even if they can't change the date, even if too much like rides on that date, there's a way. We and we talked about this before. There's a way to do the N- NFL draft that is not in person. You don't need anyone. I mean, there. some of the players don't show up. They just that's announce right. it and yeah. move on. And like that's that's one of those things. You just. Every, all the players are going to be home with their family. It might just be a case where players just aren't there. They don't go up and they get celebrated, but they still have like kind of a small boardroom where Goodell gets up there with a face mask on and goes, and the Redskins pick Chase Young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's time. We've got a month for them to panic and figure this shit out. Yeah, but, but it's, dude, it's, I, man, it's right the now. If I was a betting man. In Vegas, ironically, I would be putting money that the draft is not going to go on as planned, as they said today. Right. I, I, j- just the thing is, is that there's so much red tape. Like, the NFL doesn't pivot well. Where, whereas <clears throat> other sports leagues, I think it's really, like, really cool how the a, a bunch of teams in the N- N- NBA, I think some MLB teams are doing this too. They're playing through their season on like NBA 2K and MLB the show. Um, Na- NASCAR just did a uh, an iRacing race um, uh, kind of in lieu of one of their major events and a bunch of people watched it. Uh, so like they're, they're being like creative and cool and like what is the closest simulacrum? Like how can we be creative in order to give our audience the sports that they love during a time where doing that in the way that we're used to is unsafe, you know? And I don't trust, I don't trust the NFL to do that. Like, I don't trust any NFL teams to do that. I don't trust the the NFL, like, uh, front office to do that. I don't trust Roger Goodell to do that. So I'm... I'm thinking there's just like a worst case scenario where because they're so bad at pivoting, there isn't really a draft this year. You know, yeah. they have to hold it at that date. And it's just an announcement on NFL.com. Mm, yeah. 
Which, the one like, thing I'm fine, really but... curious about that what's going to happen is I'm really curious if we're going to get the ending of the NBA and NHL seasons. Yeah. Because at this point, I don't think baseball's in trouble. Baseball will have a shortened season. Yeah, that, baseball will that's, probably that's be not, okay. Baseball's season is already too long. I'm, I would prefer baseball started in, like, June anyway. Yeah. But the NBA season was wrapping up. Yeah, it yeah, it was into, on like the final, the final sections, and same with hockey. Uh-huh. And it's just ended, and we're not going to be... If this, like, lockdown takes too much longer, like, can they have the playoffs? Because the, the season right. wasn't done, so they would just have to basically activate the playoffs from the standings at that moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if and, like and there, try there and play be it out real fast to... because if it waits too long, they're just going to be pushing it back up against the start of the next season, and the players yeah. aren't going to have downtime. Right. <clears throat> I don't like depending on how long this is. Like maybe they just won't have the rest of the season, yeah, or maybe they'll I'm push. Wondering. Maybe they'll push the beginning of the next seasons back. Like honestly, I still think the NBA should start around christmas i i agree or, i agree christmas would be a perfect kickoff to the nba season it's they already, always have it's like christmas like day games yeah right yeah. that's already a thing that even if you well i mean maybe it's just me but like i don't really watch much basketball but it is something that i very much enjoy having on like in the background during the holidays and that's i don't know they, they they've been kind of leaning into that more and more and if that were the the kickoff like, that'd be really cool, I think. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of news this week, not too big. We had a couple couple stars. Change. Uh, Cam Newton got released. Apparently, yeah. no team wanted to trade for him, which was a bit of a surprise. I, I think they just all think that he is. I think everyone's scared of him. And, like, the yeah. one thing we have to keep in mind right now is nobody can really get a true physical. Right, Because exactly. they can't. Like, the team doctors can't investigate anybody because there's no travel or anything like that. This is all sort of word of mouth. And the main trouble with Cam Newton has been his health. So I guess it's kind of understandable that nobody wanted to do that. But it's still going to be weird seeing Cam Newton somewhere else. Uh, Mm -hmm. Todd Gurley is now a Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me happy, right? He's a a Georgia boy, and and the Falcons have been, like, the, the... at the tail end of last season, my, I think my hypothesis was not proven correct, but like my thing where there was something wrong with Matt Ryan, right? There was something wrong with Matt Ryan and it was an injury and he rehabbed it. There, there was, there like was something there. Uh, like he, he was playing through an injury that then got better. Um, because the Falcons looked pretty good. Um, you know, later on in the season. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what Gurley does there. He'll, he'll have like, I'm sure there are tons of, uh, tons of jerseys being sold because, you know, Georgia's a, Georgia's a, a, a very, very, uh, college football E state. So when, when one of your hometown boys comes back, that's always nice. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, what else has happened? The Patriots released Steven Gostowski. I guess that's to be expected. Um, some people have started to... There's been a lot of anti-Matt Patricia talk this past week. Just like players yeah. 
that have complained about him. Yeah. I've just seen a few things. Like, there's a guy named Garrett Hudson. All right, Darius Slay was basically... Uh, not, didn't like Matt Patricia very much. And uh, this guy named Garrett Hudson... It was just like, he's literally the worst person I've encountered in my football career. I was excited when the Lions cut me. It was that bad. Mm-hmm. Patricia seems like a Belichick disciple in the bad way. Where he thinks right, that the yes. only way to win is to basically be a, a humorless dick. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, it's going to be fun watching him get fired this year. Because after, yeah. it, it's it's pretty clear. He, it has, he not, it has not worked out. It, it really hasn't. So. Yeah. I... Um, I the one thing we can kind of go in on here, get some get some decent content out of before we move on to shit posting for the rest of the episode, which I have a plan for, and Sam's gonna like it, mm. is we can talk about the logos. We had some logo updates this week. Yeah, we did. I'm sure you saw me mocking them, but the Rams have officially become the Los Angeles Rams with their logo, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. The the leaked logo from several weeks ago. That was basically just the letters L.A. with a ram horn off of the A that looked like a lightning bolt. They just decided to keep that after literally two days of Twitter dunking. Yeah. Which is, even the Chargers were smarter than that after they got dunked on for their their logo update idea. They're like, no, no, we're going to keep the bolt. We're going to use the bolt. Yeah. And they just updated that, actually to be a slightly sleeker bolt. I think they removed the dark blue color from it. They're, they're just like playing up the powder blue. Yeah, it looks great. It looks fine. Blue. It looks really good. The, mm-hmm. the thing, but the Rams... Oh, my God. Oh. It's just so bad. It is so... It's... Like, the all the worst design, like, design tropes of the, like, mid-teens, like the mid-2010s, but... As it relates to, like, corporate logos. The new Rams logo looks like a, like, a hedge fund management company. Yeah. I I hate it. And and then the L, well, that's the Ram, right? The new Ram, which is like, what the fuck was the problem with the old Ram? Everyone liked it. Everyone thought that the Rams logo was cool, and then they just ruined it. And then the LA, it looks like someone's horrible hair. Like it looks yeah. like it. That's a that's a that's a funny way to put it. it. Somebody's horrible hair. The first time I saw it, I thought it was a banana. Yeah, it doesn't look like a ram horn at all because it's no. yellow. Like don't... it looks like dumb hair coming off of the A's head. You're absolutely right. Look at I'm looking right now at the twenty like the the logo from 2017 where they were the. Um, <clears throat> Where they were the just the Los Angeles Rams and and most everything was the same. Do you remember that we were like, oh, it's cool. They're embracing the old uh, like white and blue colors. Uh, they're yeah. embracing like some of that old stuff. I'm looking right now at the typography of the Los Angeles Rams with the R, like the R uh, in uppercase has like a ram horn that kind of cuts back into itself. Yeah. Um, and that's mm-hmm. really clever. That, that R looked pretty good. That R was pretty good. Yeah. I just, what is the, w- was the, was the goal to, uh, I mean, to, to try and change it and get new people excited? 
I don't. I, I don't think it's just really a, to, to fully commit to the whole Rams in Los Angeles identity thing. So they need. That's, but, but they were there before, right? Like, do they? They think they need to rebrand to endear themselves to the city. I. I like. It's not like it's a complete. First of all, the timing is off, right? They they did a rebranding yeah. when they went to the city the first time, which I thought was like fine, but a logo isn't going to fill seats. Number one, number two, yeah. I like it hasn't been that long since your last rebrand, so all you're going to be doing is confusing people. It's just so so. It's bad. it's so corporate. Like it, the thing is, like a lot of people are dunking on this, and the one thing I want everybody to remember is. Do not blame the designer of this logo. Yeah, yeah, for this. yeah. Blame the, the client because man. Blame in situations client. like it, the problem with the, this kind of stuff, even on basic simple levels, my level basically is you're at the mercy of the client. You're at the mercy of the like everybody's coming at like as soon as the the other the alternate Ram logo came out, the one with like the the it's kind of like the downward facing ram it's very yeah. bland it looks like a a credit union logo it re- it i'm really, not impressed really by it oh like yeah. all all the line work on it is the exact same width the whole time i think it looks bad i think that's why i think the that is why it looks like some sort of financial that's the company thing that bothers me the most the is width. because the line work on the blue like outlines it's all yes. the same width mm-hmm. it's all the exact same width and it's 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 not sports. Mm-hmm. You know, sports has a lot of yeah. dynamic lines and like hidden shadows and it's a little bit more angle. I like I like that it's just kind of like a, a more of a stylized ram facing down, but yeah. the way they executed it is just poor. It also and doesn't imply some, it doesn't imply motion either. The the no, way the earlier logo did. Yeah. And um everybody was laughing because someone on Twitter like multiple people on Twitter basically took that logo and made a cooler looking version of it <laughs> I didn't on like see, their lunch break. I didn't and see I made any the stupid that. penis one. Cool. I made the, I made the dick version of it yes. in like two seconds. Everybody made a bunch of versions of it that looked better. And everybody else was just like, wow, these people got undone and defeated by like a random guy on Twitter within minutes of them releasing the logo. No, Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that the designers that they had contracted to make this logo probably had ideas that cool, yeah. if not cooler, 100%. earlier in the pipeline, and they were not told to use them because yep. the people who were paying them don't have taste. Yeah. Oh, the man, client just... is always kind of stupid. I'm just looking When you're at an these... artist, a freelance artist in any sense, and I personal experience here, the client is always kind of wrong. They don't really know what they want, and they don't know how to describe what they want, and you're always going to be kind of disappointed in the final product because you know you could have done better. I'm I'm looking at the uh at some of these like mock-ups and it's just so they're so they're all so much better there's this one where it's it's pretty much the same thing except the angle like the ram looks angrier it has la like as part of it like the a is part of the horn and Mm -hmm. it's 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 still not great but it's so much better number one oh yeah this these are all so much better 
I... My thing is, can we... Can we now take a second, just take a second and step back and agree that the LA Chargers logo from 2017 wasn't that bad? Eh. I, I like, don't I'm know looking if at it was... right now. I don't remember if I had like hot takes like this is garbage opinions before, but I'm looking at it right now. It is completely inoffensive. It looks like a cool. I think like... that's the problem with it. It's 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 a good logo as an alternate. You like know, this that's fair. This is terrible for a main logo, especially yes. especially yes. coming back from I... a lightning bolt. Gotcha. I think that's yep. the main yep. problem. Yep, that's like, fair. If that's they fair. were a shit logo to begin with and then went with this, I don't think I'd be too bothered by it. It looks a little too close to the Dodgers, especially yeah. the blue one. Yes, well because it's 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 the same color, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I think that they could the one problem I have with a lot of uh this is a modern logo problem and it's also a major city problem, especially with New York and LA. Mm-hmm. It's like the, t- the teams focus too much on the letters. Yes. That, yes. Chicago like, doesn't have a, this, this problem. Is, like this is a thing that I've, I've rallied against on here and I, it's, it's something that's been a very much a design trend over the past decade where with player logos and stuff like that, it's, it's all using letters. It's all about typography with right. flair. That's right. what it is. It's like all every player logo you see is like, oh, it's JJ Watt. It's basically two J's smashed up together. Or Russell Wilson, how it's an R, but it's also with three. Mm-hmm. Like it the logos are all based around letters. They're characters. The, yes. Nobody's making logos that are an image. Mm-hmm. And it and you don't have to be abstract like like tech company logos all look like exactly the same thing they're all like so, so like a circle or square and some combination of color that that kind of thing that works for that industry but for sports ex- sports you want like that iconic like image ex- especially for football like the right. the letters it works in baseball cuz that's like a baseball thing yeah. like most of the letters in baseball most of the logos in baseball are like basically just the letters of the city and that that kind of works that's how baseball kind of is but basketball mm-hmm. they all have basketballs in their logo and you know what that makes sense i like that it it's a good theme the nfl has kind of a theme of like angry animal heads which i've i've always had a bit of a problem with yeah but it it's at least a theme and it's it's an image that works just making it letters like LA is so dull and it doesn't feel like sports team. It feels like it goes against the identity. Why don't so I'm wondering why why more teams and even like even the new logo with the LA Rams doesn't do this and I think it'd be a lot better if it did. Well, in in fact, like the the logo redesign that I really like integrates both the the abbreviation and an image right or the abbreviation on an over like the the brooklyn nets logo right it's yeah. it is classic it is it is not a particularly great logo but you know you you have both you have yeah. you have a, one thing iconic... i love about soccer is they all use the shield yes idea yes. and yes. that's fucking perfect shields are great great. logos they're like shield of arms of any sort 
is a great logo basically all the time. This is why we were we were talking before the uh, the broadcast uh, about the the Chargers logo, and I didn't realize they're they in like in the new logo announcement they said that they were going to bring back their earliest logo uh, that was a, like a shield with a horse and like a lightning bolt slicing it in half in a really cool dynamic way. And I didn't know that that was their original logo. And I said that it reminded me of those uh, old, like from five, maybe even 10 years ago, uh, those logo remakes that uh, that designer did to be reminiscent of uh, soccer teams. And I was like, those are great. And they ended up for some of the London games. I remember uh, uh, some of the broadcast teams like licensed out those logos as like a nice little nod uh, to like Europe, I guess. Um, And I was like, that's cool. More teams, more teams should do that. We need, we need more shield shield. logos. Like the Jags alternate logo with the shield where it says Jags over the head. Yeah. It's so cool. It it look, it looks better than the actual logo. Like having the logo on the shield works great. We need more shields are awesome. Soccer gets that right. Yep. Soccer. The Raiders logo. It's a fucking shield. It's iconic. It hasn't changed ever the the Steelers logo I mean honestly could do that for the Steelers logo too um I don't love it very much but it is a shield I guess in that sense yeah the Steelers logo is extremely unique there's no other real logo like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I kind of appreciate that about the Steelers but like the Tennessee Titans would look great if they had a shield version uh like the Chargers is, alternate shield is great. This is going to be like, a stretch. There, there's a lot of teams that would benefit from a shield. This is going to be a stretch, but this might be, you might have just uh, put a finger on why I hate the new Falcons logo and I liked the 90s logo. Because the 90s logo, like, was shaped kind of in that way, where it had that, like, kind of long... I like more the animal logos where they're more neutral face. Yes, exactly. Like that's like the that's like the biggest crime is like all the all the angry head logos are angry. They're all mad. Yes. And they're not and like a lot of all the the previous logos they're less mad. Like the Cardinals one honestly has always kind of looked pretty bland, but the Falcons previous logo, the black one, the Falcons mm-hmm. got kind of a neutral face. Looks yeah. great. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills first logo, the red oh, buffalo, God, so that's just cool. kind of like on the white field. That logo looks great. Mm-hmm. It's a great logo. Yeah. It's just like all all these logos were like the They're animal majestic, is, is kind right? of neutral. It, yeah. it, it's got more of an air to it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like, we're, like the, we the are Eagles great. logo. We are great. That's, we are great. Um, I like the Eagles logo where it's like holding a football in its talons. Yeah. Like that's yeah, a pretty yeah. – that, that, like that's a, that's a great logo. They should – they should honestly go back to that. The sad Seahawk logo is fucking mm-hmm. beautiful. Yes, agree. Bring bring back Sad Hawk. Mm-hmm. It it looked so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are you are absolutely right on all of this. So so more shields, more uh, more non angry. Well, it's it's funny because we're saying that, but the new I Rams logo is decidedly non angry. Right? It's it's, yeah. it's it is about the least angry you can get. Yeah. So so there might be I think be the main a... problem with I have with the Rams I guess it's just like I get mad when you have a team that has a name with a very distinct obvious path to go for their visual 
language. Like they're mm-hmm. the Rams. Like this is the biggest problem with the Jets. The Jets are called the Jets. There's so much you can do with that. Mm-hmm. And they just have a fucking green football that says New York Jets. We have talked about That's this so, so many times specifically for the Jets, right? We have talked about yeah. all the cool The Jets are just so disappointing. Do. Their logo is so disappointing. There's so much you can do with the concept of a jet. The 49ers, I I don't like the 49ers logo because I feel like there's so much you can do with the concept of like a prospector or something like that. I feel like there's so much you can do with, well, I guess there's not that much you can do with the Packers. The Giants, like it kind of makes sense that the Giants are well, just NY. There's so not a lot you can do the with thing. the Giants. There is. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you, that's not true. The Giants are, Giants is kind of an abstract term though. It's yes. just large large man and but i'm not talking about i'm not talking about um i'm not talking about giants and i'm not talking about packers i'm talking about the fact that when you are doing that well it it won't work as well with the giants because you got other football teams in that state but when you have a team name that is kind of not general but you don't fucking want a meat packer logo right there's 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 not really a way to do that but there is there is a way to pay homage to that like because of like perhaps like wisconsin's like historically pro labor um uh leanings and you know the strength of uh the meat packing union or whatever and like pay homage to that or pay homage to other things about wisconsin or just like Put, like, the outline of the state or, like, the state flag, like, fucking Maryland likes to do on all their shit. Like, make that your team's, part of your team's logo or part of your team's identity, you know? Like, uh, th- there there are ways you can get around having a general logo that is still dynamic and and like feels fresh and worst comes to worst there's one thing that i'm genuinely surprised no nfl logo really has except like the jets and the bucks and that's a football in the logo uh-huh yeah like a true. football is a very iconic shape that is singular to the sport yeah and there's a lot of logos that could probably benefit from having a football somewhere in it. Like the Packers. Like, there's no reason you can't make the Packers logo into more of a football. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, just just sharpen out those two or edges. stick some of right? these other animal heads, like, kind of on a football shield. I mean, that's like, you were talking about the Eagles. The Eagles friggin' have their... Uh, Eagles holding a football. The Eagles yeah. holding a football, which is, yeah, definitely my favorite logo that they have. Like, make the Jaguars head bite a football. Like, it... I wish there was more footballs in football logos. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Anyway, that's our logo rant for the day. Sam, mm-hmm. I wanted, I was inspired by reading your Twitter as of late because you've been, you've been angry shit posting lately. I have. So I wanted to do a back and mind. forth where we take turns annoying the other person. Sure. And we just spit out a video game hot take. Oh man, video game hot takes. Sure, let's go. All right, you can start us off. Okay, what's uh, a what's a video game hot take? The, that... the first one that comes that comes to mind is that not only does Sonic Adventure Two Battle have the best soundtrack of any video game ever, uh, that album is also one of the top twenty albums ever ever made. Wow, wow. Okay, I definitely disagree with that. 
Maybe, maybe not top 20. Like it is definitely one of my, it, it, I, I can't say it's a top 20 album ever made. I can say it is in my top five favorite albums. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I'll, so, I'll soften that I a can little respect, bit. I, can't, I can respect I can't putting even, it in a top 20 video game albums. I, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. My issue with that is that like all the Sonic songs are great. Yes. All the Knuckles songs are perfect. Yes, that's Pumpkin true. Hill is arguably the greatest video game song ever made yeah yeah uh the shadow stuff is good yep the eggman stuff is 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 fine the the eggman stuff is is okay the tails music and the rouge music doesn't do shit for me i can't remember any of those songs here's the thing is that i i really do like those songs there because because they for whatever reason tail songs are like just straight up fucking bubblegum pop of the of like it sounded the like 2000s. kitty pop to yeah me, it was it was kitty pop it was like it was not there were like no synths it was just like bells and keyboards and stuff and it was supposed to be like make you feel happy and it did i'm i am a i am a sucker for like treacly dripping with syrupy sweetness pop um so i'll i'll own that the rouge songs I kind of dug because the first time I heard it, I hadn't really heard any. Um, I mean, what do you call that? Like that spy music genre? Like I hadn't. This was before I was like, oh, those James Bond songs are actually really cool. Um, so this was my first like foray into like slinky, like loungy, not like not jazz, but like. You know what I mean? Like sneaking music, sneaking music, music for sneaking. Um, so I think like I, I get I get why I get why I like those songs and other folks don't. But uh, but I, I still do think that that front to back, even the um, even the songs without lyrics uh, are just absolutely fucking bangers back to back to back especially when crush 40 just gets on the guitar and shreds it's amazing that's fair so that that's my number one that's my number one and i realized i uh i softened the the hot take uh pretty significantly uh after i made it yeah. but uh there you go What's my yours? hot take is that i don't think breath of the wild is all that great okay. i don't there's i think breath of the wild is a fantastic foundation for a better game. There's, there's, there's too much nothing in Breath of the Wild. I don't like the combat. Mm-hmm. I I am not actually bothered by the um, the durability system. I thought I would be, but I didn't. I just like I I, I gelled with that. The, you, my problem you also can with unlock the, system, the master sword, man. Like for everyone who's like complaining about that, there's a not super hard side quest where you get the master sword. And, and that never breaks. It just, like, runs out of energy, and you can... It doesn't take that long to recharge. So, there you I go. I think my problem with the wep- the combat system and the weapons is that there are really only three weapons in the game. There's a short-handed sword, yeah. a two-handed sword, mm-hmm. and a spear. And I guess boomerangs, but they, they kind of function slightly like one-handed swords. And the movesets on all are honestly kind of disappointing. Like this the short-handed swords never felt like they did enough damage. The the two-handed swords felt like they just kind of cheated cuz you just 
fun to win. Yeah. All yeah. most of the fun I had in Breath of the Wild combat was by bombing people. So and by halfway through the game I was completely avoiding combat because I just didn't find it enjoyable or fun. The only thing about Breath of the Wild I genuinely enjoyed was just exploring the overworld. I didn't like what I found in the overworld. It was just shrines. Half of the shrines just give you prizes when you get in or were combat shrines that were all the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. The only, and all the unique shrines were like too short. There, there was no real dungeon puzzle exploration. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, man. The great beasts were all dungeons and puzzles. I, I I will take, I will say that I, I enjoyed the great beasts, but I guess there were only four of them. They were all kind of short. There's only four of them. They are all kind of, samey in look like like they're all the kind of brown like there's there's not really any themes i i still like them i would consider them a positive Mm -hmm. but generally just exploring around and the the beasts were like the only thing about that game that really stuck with me everything else i i wanted more dungeons i wanted like i wanted a smaller world with more stuff in it because the the side quests in that game are a joke there are there's there's no there really aren't any yeah yeah it's true and it's just wandering around and that that's fun to a certain degree i i think if i'm honestly more excited for breath of the wild 2 because i think they had a ridiculously good foundation to build something more interesting on top of it well they fixed open world gaming right like not to not to be like i love breath of the wild everyone I think says they that did. but i don't I think, think they, they did, did. they like they did it, it has think... like the same problem as every other open world game there's there's just a lot of stuff it ends up becoming repetitive because Shh. you're just kind of finding the same things yes. over and over the world's a little too big it's the same shit as every okay, other okay. open world so, game it just so does some things better yes and no right yes and no yes they they can and should have have put more of an emphasis on story and side quests other than that weird like photo finding mission that is the only way you get the backstory which was i think a really weird choice um number one uh but number two i think that the the problem with a lot of open world games especially ones like skyrim and fallout goes a lot deeper uh than just having stuff to do well or like not having a world that's too big i think the reason breath of the wild succeeds is that there is there are like laws in that game that are that make sense to the player and that allow you to pretty much make the entire world map a playground right so you can like attach a balloon to a raft fill it with bombs and then like drop it over an enemy camp and it behaves exactly how you feel like it will the the reason i think it fixed open world gaming because is because i think the main problem with open world gaming is there isn't there is very rarely a reason for an open world. And I think The Legend of Zelda justified it by, or Breath of the Wild justified it by making it fun to explore. There really is like a shrine around every corner or like an item or like when I found the labyrinth for the first time, that was so fucking cool. Like it really feels like there's a bunch of hidden shit out there, which number one justifies it. And number two, getting around the landscape is a lot of fun. And all the stuff along the way is a lot of fun. None of that would work if the game was a more, like, bite-sized uh, thing where you're moving from overworld to overworld to overworld. 
I agree with a lot of your gripes, even though I think Breath of the Wild is like my favorite Zelda game. Uh, but it, it, it's not like what you're saying about combat scans to me. It is, it's not a, it's not a like dodge and strike as much as like Wind Waker was. It's, it's more like parry. The Wind Waker, like the Wind Waker to me is like the pinnacle of Zelda combat because yeah. it's not particularly deep, but it just flowed right so well there was just something about the way you moved in that game and how everything just felt so buttery smooth when you were like you'd you'd see like the little a icon turn into a star and you'd hit a and you would do like a cool flip it just it just felt like flowing into one another yeah you could like hang back and like throw the little grappling hook thing and like pull an item off the enemy you you pulled out the boomerang you quickly targeted like three things and then you released it it just it just moved so well i don't think i've ever had as much fun with a combat system in zelda as i did with wind waker the only other one i would consider really good was actually twilight princess oh, yeah. which twilight i think princess is a lot deeper than people give it credit for because it's it's a very easy game and you could basically just go through by just swinging your sword but that game actually has a ton of options yeah, to just play like around. It has a ton, it has all the hidden skills, which are all really fun to use. It has a bunch of side weapons, like the the boomerang that causes a tornado, and the ball and chain, which was my personal favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I, th- I Breath of the Wild just felt like a step back in terms of actual like combat because the sword play was so bland. And, like, the moves were bland. Like, the different kinds of weapons didn't really add much to it. I would have... It just... It didn't do much for me. That's fair. I'd say, I, I, I get... I get your... I get your... Uh, I get your gripes. I disagree with them. Um, just... And I think because I was going into it hating a lot of open world games and have, having, like, almost never enjoyed one and being ready to be disappointed... And then I was like, oh, no, this open world is actually a lot of fun to explore. Um, so, so there's that. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I am kind of, kind of with you. Yeah. All right, your next take. Oh, God, my next, my next hot take. Well, I mean, I guess I already did. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it again, is that is that the vast majority of open world games would be a whole lot better if they weren't open world games. I think there are very few games that justify being an open world game. I I think Skyrim barely does. Um, You know, I think that... I disagree with that on Skyrim. I I think, like, because one one of my hot takes building off yours is that I like Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. I think they're good. Because I think the the strengths of those games are literally just wandering around, finding something, and fucking it up. I think well, that's right, but that's that's where most of the pleasure comes in. It's not really so, the quest, but I I found explore exploring in Fallout Four so much more enjoyable than I did in Breath of the Wild. Imagine imagine that though. But like, did you play any of the Bioshock games? Yeah. Imagine that. I played Bioshock like- One. It was I actually I played all three of them. Uh, I I like Bioshock One. Mm-hmm. I liked Bioshock Two, maybe a little bit better. And I thought Bioshock Infinite was overrated piece of shit. Fair. Um, I liked I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, I hated the twist. But uh, anyway, like imagine imagine if the Fallout games 
were structured the way Bioshock games were, where it is not an open world. You have pretty much like eight to 12 different like smaller maps uh, that you can explore at your own free will. You move through them and you like shoot folks, you find home bases, or like pretty much like, See, like I don't know if that would work because the, the, the reason Bioshock's settings worked, and one of the reasons why I didn't like Infinite, is is that it's it's set in a very contained kind of location and it's all about this specific kind of like the location is kind of the uh the atmosphere to it. Like Rapture, you're exploring Rapture and you're kind of going around and finding yeah. The, and the levels are just different sections of stuff like that. The reason I've always liked Fallout is because you're just kind of wandering a landscape. You're just kind of out there and you're just, you find a ruin and it's not a particular ruin. It doesn't have a particular story. So it comes, it just comes into your head. Like, oh, what that, was this was? That doesn't, I, that doesn't do it for me. Just I don't, I don't think that would work. I don't think Fallout would be better as a level game okay. because then you're just going. Th- I think I think the joy of Fallout is wandering around and finding like a busted up old church, like that's that's been messed up, and you go into it and you don't know what's in there. You go into it and you find like a hidden cellar in the basement, and in the basement there's just like really high level ghouls, and you're like, what the hell happened? What the, what is this? And it's just out there. It's just out there in the middle of nowhere. The the thing that that's that's part of the fun. Uh, okay, that that's fair, and I see that the the thing that turns me off about that right is that a lot of that shit in open world games really seems copy and paste to me. In Skyrim, you go down a cave. Oh, there's a cool banshee and a bunch of spiders. You go into another cave. Oh, there's a bunch of spiders. Oh, that's look, kind of why I, I want spiders. open world games to be smaller. Yeah, well, okay. Because then they so, can yes. make the situation more varied. So that's but the... I still think that that kind of gameplay work cannot work. That kind of exploration can only really be found in an open world game. You can't really I... do that sort of exploring, finding your own story of a right. Fallout game like you can in a level setting. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. And, and that might be a... Um... Uh, just like a philosophical difference between the way you and I like to play games. I I tend to find that like when I am making my own story playing a game, I would almost always rather be actually kind of led a little bit more directly through the narrative uh, just so it's a more tailored experience. I, I find that like in narratives like that, twists hit Good open harder. world games are able to do that. They're able to like quarantine off like areas of the map, and occasionally well, you'll find cool shit that you could just explore at your own pace. And occasionally you'll find cool shit that is a little bit more involved. So the 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 I think best open world game series ever made is oddly uh, the Yakuza series. If you've ever played, if you've never played any of these games, you really should. Uh, start with Yakuza 0. It is the best of the series, at least that I've played so far. Um, the The thing that I think is so brilliant that they do is that it is technically an open world game. You can go everywhere pretty much at any time. Uh, it is a... The entire world map is pretty much the same throughout the whole series. It is this 
like five block by five block square slice of Japan. And then sometimes you get another map as well to explore, right? The, the thing that I find so satisfying about that game is every single pixel, every storefront, every door, every uh, sign is like there's intention there. It, there's no like co- let's copy and paste trees let's copy and paste ground it all looks it, it looks alive it looks like you are or it feels like you are living in this living city uh taking like making your own story but also like taking part in these other stories all the side quests are about like real people with real problems even if they're really funny there aren't really many fetch quests um and this is something that I think is is really kind of underrated about the Yakuza series. You can go into most of, like, the doors in the city and just, like, go to shops, play karaoke, like, play darts, make friends with a bartender, you know? Like, do drone races around town, bet on, like, poker games, go bowling, like... Yeah, and like kill time at the baseball cages, the, like the or the batting cages. This is, to me, the stuff that really like that kind of. I I would rather have an open world game with a much smaller map and a much like higher sense of focus than a much larger map that is a uh, that feels more scattered. Because to me, that's kind of what that sense of adventure is it's like like the question is right what are you exploring and maybe it just doesn't appeal to me to explore like a place that feels more desolate if it doesn't feel like a playground in the way that breath of the wilds physics kind of make it um so that that's fair that's might be just a personal thing um but in the same token you get that sense of exploration like What's in this locker? What is this, you know, what is this key open? Like, how, like, what, what is this? Like, if I get jumped around this corner, will I learn a new cool technique? Like, there are all these, um, like, timed set pieces that the game still kind of lightly funnels you through. Uh, and I don't know, it's really, really satisfying to me. I think it's perfect. Um, so if you haven't played them, play them. There's a new one coming out this year. You can throw lobsters at an enemy. Anyway, that's my monologue. I think <laughs> uh, I think I, I I killed you probably. So that's that's good. Yeah, whatever. I, um, I think I'm hot t- uh, hot taken out. So so it's it's all it's probably all I, you I, for the I'll, rest. I'll I'll, I'll rile you much. up again. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is repetitive and oh. not very good. Oh no, man! It's just, you're there are so 800 wrong. something moons yep. in that game, yep. and about 50 of them are unique. That's not true. They're all every level is the same shit. No way! It's like oh, every level has like the the moon you have to buy. The moon you have to dress up to get. The yeah, moon well, you yeah. have to do the one cap. You have to throw the cap onto the one guy to spin. Like the moon you have to do the same, the, the exact same like thing is just in every level. 
Right. And every level like has like four or five moons that are actually interesting at best. Most of that game is no just way. the same thing repeated over and over and over again. No, no way. No way. Yes, it is. No. I mean, if the same thing yes. repeated over and over is like jumping around, throwing your hat at stuff and trying to go places fast, then I guess, yeah. But like, I don't know. There are all those, those like challenge stages. You try and like get a, uh, what? There's like, first of all, the, every like, level has a painting stuff. to find. And then you warp through the painting and you find a moon in a different level. And then you go back through the painting. Yeah. Well, every every yeah. level has like a dog that you pet and then the dog gives you a thing. Every every level it, it's all the exact same thing just with a different coat of paint on it. Every level. No. And there, uh, okay. There was no there was nothing uniqueness to it. It was it was all the same uh, that's crap. Not, that's just so over and not, over again. That's not I mean that, I've okay, never so played granted, a Mario game that I never wanted to finish and like I was bored by the end of that. Great. The only level that I thought was really cool and came out of nowhere was the one that was like a weird Dark Souls level with a dragon boss. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But there's like two moons in that well, level. Well, that was, and yeah, because it's to just it. a boss level. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I disagree. I, I think that, that like every, well, every level has like four or five like challenge rooms that you got to find. And then once you beat the game, there are even more that show up in every level and they're all the same thing they're not they're well there's the same thing in that they're platforming challenges right and you don't want to die but it's like those uh super mario sunshine levels where they were really hard and you have to like traverse that but there was significantly less like the super mario sunshine levels where you got your thing taken away from you and you had to perform a platforming challenge there was like one per level, and sure. then they let you go back, and they do let you do the exact same thing, but with flood on your back. So it, it changed the dynamic completely. It, whereas, like every single moon in a Mario Odyssey was basically like its own isolated version of that, and the rest of the the stars in uh, in uh, Sunshine were different and unique. And then there was the one specific challenge, and the rest of them were like, oh, well, this time you got to climb the tower and fight a boss and do, like, specific maneuvering challenges. It, it, there was, it just felt like I was doing the same thing and discovering the same basic moon over and over again. So um, I, maybe this is the, maybe this is the, pro- the problem you're probably having with the game is that it didn't give you enough direction, right? That, that that you didn't i mean if you didn't like exploring i would have preferred more direction with odyssey honest i would have preferred less moons and more interesting it's the same kind of problem i had with the breath of the wild shrines yeah the the number is amazing and then the more you do them the more you realize they're all the same kind of thing Mm -hmm. like the more shrines you hit in breath of the wild the more you realize half of them are kind of shit Mm-hmm. Like it was really fun for like the first two levels, and then I started hitting the third level. I'm just like, oh, it, I just have to do another dress up challenge. Oh, there's just another one I have to buy. Oh, the, it's just a an, another like painting one. Oh, it's it's literally all the same challenges, slightly, very slightly varied. It, but I'm looking for the exact same things in every level. Oh, I and so I was and I, I was bored. My my thing is uh is I. I, I I disagree. I think there there's enough variation, mostly because there are that many moons. 
there's enough variations in the moon where in the moons where you can get to the end while always doing something new. like you have that like racing game you have um oh god what was like all the all the challenges where like you uh like that level where you don't have the cap for a while um the all like finding captain toad which is always like he's he's hidden away somewhere um there there are a lot of things in that game and but that's, and that, that was the, the problem i had it's just like captain toad is hidden well right every level he's right. always but, hidden but he's and hidden then in like a this spot. other door challenge it's always hidden. it's always the same moon fair okay it's always the it's so, always so you're, the you're, same you, you more, challenge you want more of these you want more like you want more of the set pieces right you want you want every moon you want less moons you want more of the set pieces like the boss in the flower room or like uh the the tank section where you're like returning power well, to like, the i city thinking about like whatever. mario galaxy where basically every every star you got sent you to like a different planet with like a different little mini challenge right right where and and, and i never got tired of that choose. because even though a lot of it was basically just jumping challenges it was always a new planet and a new right. way to warp around the planet and a new specific mechanic that you were manipulating with that our odyssey it was always well bounce on the hat and jump and do with the hat and find toad it was whole it was it's like every single thing was the same in every level it just had a different coat of paint on it mm-hmm mm-hmm well, and that's that's funny you say that because that what was kind of the way they did it in Mario Galaxy, but the the like magic trick they did was depending on what, and this was also true of Mario sixty four by the way too, uh, and Mario Sunshine. Pretty much, actually, most three D Mario games up until this one and Mario three D World were depending on uh the star you picked or the shine you picked or whatever you were going for not 64 yes 64 sunshine sun no mario 64 the beauty of mario 64 was it was kind of open world within the level right you could get the wrong star you could you could but but in certain levels like uh you would like start in different spots or different stuff would be open to you like I like with foot race with Koopa the Quick, right? He doesn't spawn unless you select that. Star. Yeah, there were there mistaken, were particular right? ones that they had yeah. to require. Yeah, but 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 Super Mario, it's it was more definitely more the case in Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy, where like depending on what you're going for or how many times you've been to that planet, uh, different stuff shows up. Uh, different parts of the level are walled off to you. Um, and that was, I guess, the way that they kept it fresh. I don't know. I personally really liked, and it might be because it just felt like a collectathon, and it and it was very satisfying to to my like lizard I brain like to see monkey go up, monkey go up, or where I just didn't want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I one hundred percented Galaxy, I one hundred percented Sunshine, I one hundred percented sixty four. I think I one hundred percented Galaxy two as well. This is the first one where it's like as soon as I beat like the boss and like got to the moon, I was just like, "Yeah, hey, I don't want to do this anymore," and I just put it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's I did that with most of the Metroid Prime games, and I still kick myself for that. Metroid Prime might be the greatest game of all time. I I I'm I'm waiting for them to do a Switch uh, remake or like 
re-release of the original trilogy because i i am aware that i have missed out i remember the like i still remember playing it and i don't i couldn't tell you why i stopped i think i was like busy with school for like a while and i just never got back to it um but i i just rem- I prime still one is one of the greatest games of all time prime two is also amazing but it's just like slightly worse than I prime one three prime is three great. is kind of disappointing oh, okay fair yeah I'm, anyway I'm, I'm we've run that. out of time uh check out check out the new nintendo direct there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the line Woo. uh sam and, yeah and if you want to if you want to follow more of my video game opinions uh you can hit me up on twitter at sam Rezes, s-a-m-g-r-e-s-z-e-s uh and on twitch at robots fighting dinosaurs i'm streaming every tuesday and thursday uh tuesday night at 9 30 eastern 8 30 central is trivia night uh, it's going to be, it's live trivia, uh, for the entirety of, uh, the duration that the bar I do trivia at is closed for the quarantine and it will go on afterwards as well. Um, uh, I don't know if it'll be on Tuesdays, but that'll definitely be a regular weekly thing. And then on Thursday afternoons, I do Ring Fit Adventure stuff. So, uh, keep an eye out. Um, I'm also going to try and... I think do a Jackbox thing on uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, if you, if you want to come hang out. Dave? I'm DrawPlayDave. You can find me on Twitter at DrawPlayDave, on Facebook at the DrawPlayComic, and of course, on the DrawPlay.com. Please stay safe, stay distant, and I hope everyone's doing too well. And before we go, I just want to say that Sonic Heroes was actually good. It was. See you, everybody. Hi, I'm Sophie Lesnin Redacted. I'm Mara Sunshine. If you're like us, you grew up in the 90s and are now sad, sad adults. And that's okay. There's a lot to be sad about in today's world. If you've been paying attention at all, you know that the world is in a tight spot right now. And two people working 45 minutes once a week can't change that. So we took that time and started a Sailor Moon podcast. Join us every Friday as we combat that creeping sense of dread we all feel in our hearts by recapping our favorite Magical Girl anime. Because hey, the world sucks. But Sailor Moon's a cool show. Hey Mike, what are you doing? I was just thinking about this idea for a Hook sequel with way more alcoholism and PTSD. Hey, what if we made a sequel to Space Jam, where instead of Michael Jordan playing basketball, they play Quidditch and it's with Daniel Radcliffe? What about A Bug's Life 2, but it's a heist? Or a sequel to Good Burger, where Kel is an heir to an inheritance, and he has a long-lost twin who is also played by Kel Mitchell. Also, Groundhog's Day, what if- Hold on, Madison. Why don't we put these pitches for movies that never got sequels or prequels on our podcast, The Equalizers? Oh, you mean the one we release every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all other places podcasts are found? Yeah, that one. Ooh, and maybe sometimes we have some of our writer friends on as well to hear their wild ideas for sequels or prequels. Okay, but can you promise me no sequels with body horror, communist themes, or talk about John C. Riley's penis? I can't, and I won't. Great. Well, my Monday mornings just got pretty fucking weird. All of ours have, Madison. All of ours have. Find the Equalizers podcast everywhere podcasts are found, as well on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching The Equalizers. That's E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel.